Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Bundesliga show. Uh, we're back this evening for our 2021-22 review show. Uh, really looking forward to this one. There's a lot to go through. Uh, and as you can see, we've been joined again by special guest and football consultant Jasmine Barber. So first of all, before we get into anything, Jasmine, how are you? Thank you for coming back on the show. I am good tired um i think the bundesliga has given us enough content for the next few days especially what happened after the games rather than during um but yeah all good all good excellent stuff and mark you're you're just back from holiday aren't you yeah not bad at all just had a week in the sunny south of france so yeah watched all the action over there so yeah happy to be back in germany and back on the show of course <laughs> Good stuff, yeah. So for, for tonight's show, the plan is to very quickly just chat about what happened in, in match week 34 in, in terms of the drama, because there was plenty of it. And then what we'll do is we'll review each team, basically give them a rating uh, on, on tier maker um, from basically excellent to poor, which we'll share our screen with and you can have a bit of fun. If you're watching in the comments, get, like, get involved. Uh, let us know where you think each team belongs. Uh, so if you think they've had a really good season or a bad season, let us know what you reckon. Or if you're upset by one of our opinions, that's fine as well. No worries. Before we go into that as well, just to announce or let everyone know that's watching, uh, me and Mark are very excited and happy to be announcing that we'll be doing Watch Along again on Wednesday. So just two days time for the Europa League final, of course. Eintracht Frankfurt are playing Rangers in the final. Um, so we're really looking forward to that. I had great fun with the first one that we ever did uh, with the Gladbach Leipzig game. That was a real big success for us. So we're happy to be doing that again on Wednesday. Really looking forward to that game. So make sure you tune in on Wednesday. We're probably going live about five minutes before kickoff. So uh, that's at eight o'clock UK time. So make sure you pen that into your diaries to watch along with us. So... Let's get on with just quickly looking at what happened on match day 34 before we rate any teams. Uh, straight over to you, Yasmin. I mean, I can't hide my joy in the fact that what happened with, with Stuttgart, I didn't think it was going to happen, especially with the two goals that needed to come through. Did you see that come in? Uh, I mean, it, it was pretty mad, wasn't it? I did not see it coming. Um, I think I should have given the unexpectedness of there's always drama there's always drama at one point of the season and this one was like no other and um given the other results at time i honestly didn't think it would happen especially with her to berlin leading at dortmund you thought dortmund was just gonna have one of those games um and then they got one back and then you were like Oh, maybe, maybe this could happen. And I had made a mistake before the, going into the match weekend and I had the goal differences value uh, the wrong way around. So I thought Hertha Berlin had the better goal difference. So I was like, oh crap, this is all wrong. Um, a winner in the 92nd minute is always going to be crazy. And especially in those, in those, um, it, it, situation and it was really good it was just everyone wanted 
I think everyone wanted Stuttgart to be up apart from her to Berlin fans. So, yeah, it, it was mental on the day and it was a bit of drama that I think the Bundesliga needed. Sure. Um, and then, Mark, what, what did you reckon to the Champions League race? Uh, obviously, the kind of inevitable happened in the fact that Leipzig got the point they needed. But again, right at the end of both games, we had the Freiburg equaliser late on. And at the time, I think Bielefeld was still winning. So that then meant that Freiburg just needed another goal to potentially knock Leipzig out. Um, I mean, that would have been amazing if Freiburg had done it, but they just came up short in the end. Yeah, I mean, to say Leipzig kind of uh, limped over the line would be an understatement, really, wouldn't it? I mean, they, they didn't play well. They kind of, I would go as far to saying they kind of self-destructed in the last three or four games of the season, to be honest. Obviously, me and you, Rory, we covered the, the Gladbach game and they were poor in that game. And then obviously they lost to Glasgow Rangers as well, famously, really. But yeah, I mean, obviously they did get the job done. We saw the celebrations from Daniel Tedesco as well at the end. I mean, what massive celebrations they were. It looked as though he just won the Champions League or something. He was really, really happy to have got over the line. I didn't think they played well against Bielefeld at all. But obviously, I think, yeah, I think Freiburg were just unlucky, really. I think they kind of blew it against Union Berlin, didn't they, the week before. Obviously, a very good Union side comfortably beat them on their own patch. But yeah, I mean, they had a few chances at one all as well. I think Haber got the equaliser, then he kind of had a couple of half chances as well at one all, incredibly. And then obviously the Leverkusen winner was because he sent Flecken up for the corner. Then it was just like a kind of chip into an empty net, wasn't it? But yeah, what a final day. I mean, it was just complete carnage really all over the league, wasn't it? And yeah. I personally am pretty gutted that Freiburg didn't get a Champions League. But I mean, what a final day for the league, really. Yeah, and that last-minute goal for Leipzig, I know it wouldn't have been popular with a lot of people, but it actually won me my bet because I put a bet on that. <laughs> all 18 teams to score. Uh, I just did it for the because of oh. it just be carnage, and there you go. So, I mean, uh, that, that was a very nice bonus on top of Stuttgart staying up. Um, but, yeah, so we're not really going to review too much the last, game, uh, the last games of the season, more the fact that, obviously, this is a review show, so we're talking about the whole season in general. Um, so what I'm going to do is now I'm going to share my screen and we're going to look at our tier maker little setup that we've got going on. So hopefully it works nice and smoothly. There we go. We'll just move to the side. Here we are. So we'll remove the banner as well so we can see all the teams properly. Um, so we've got, so we're going to go through um, 18th to first place in reverse order. Uh, for everyone. So, Mark, do you want to start with Greuther first and then we'll kind of go through it team by team? Yeah, I mean, where better place to start for a Nuremberg fan, you know? But yeah, I mean, it's been <laughs> obviously Greuther for only their second ever season in the Bundesliga, obviously, since it was reformed in, I think, 1962. The first season, they finished 18th as well. And obviously, with an 18th place finish this year as well, with only 18 points as well. So it was all the 18s for Greuther for, I think, this season. But yeah, I mean, obviously they got promoted against all odds really last season, didn't they? Nobody thought it was possible that they could get promoted. They got famously promoted on the last day. I think one of the last kicks of the ball, actually, with that famous win um, on the last day of the season to get promoted. But I think for me, some of the damage was done, obviously, selling David Round to Hoffenheim and obviously Anton Stack to uh, Mainz as well, two of their best players from last season. And let's be honest, they didn't exactly open the bank account, did they, really, to sign replacements? Let's be honest. You know, obviously, a club with, with not the best of kind of financial resources whatsoever, really. 
But yeah, I mean, the season started appallingly, really, for the side, didn't it? I mean, they were getting battered left, right and centre. I mean, obviously, only I think one point from the first 10 or 11 games was just absolutely dreadful for them. But yeah, for me, they did eventually kind of stabilise, really, didn't they? I mean, the second half of the season, they finally got the first win over Union Berlin at the end of the beginning of December, actually, was their first win. And it was that... I would go as far to say famous win, really, over Union Berlin because, you know, nobody thought they had a chance against the Berliners, but they did get that win. And after that, that gave them confidence. They started to keep a few clean sheets, especially at home. few good performers, like especially labelling. I thought he played really well. The, the wide forward, I thought he had a good second half of the season. So, yeah, for me, I think considering the fact that, like, I mean, the resources are abysmal, really. You know, they were definitely the poorest side in the league by a long, long way, I would say. I would, it might be a bit controversial, this one, but I would say it could have been an average season, actually, for first. I mean, if you think about it, I think we all had them down as 18th on the predictions. I think all of us did. I think me and Rory definitely did, you know, and I think yeah. at the end of the day, they beat Schalke I had them too. You also did, yeah. And what do you yep. think then, Jasmine? Do you agree that it's an average season or would you say it was worse than that or better, maybe? I I would just say it's as expected. Everyone expected them to for them to come 18th. Um, and I don't think they didn't surprise. They still got more points than Schalke did last season. So, mm -hmm. I mean, you could say that was kind of good. Um, or how bad Schalke was um, when they got relegated. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's, it is as expected. As you said, their finances aren't massive they've got quite a small club right at the top of Bavaria or west of Bavaria um just like almost on the border and yeah we thought we were gonna happen if this was gonna happen um who got the really bad injury that they they brought in a new signing or a loan signing and then got a really bad injury mm -hmm. can't I can't recall his name but I think I know who you're talking no. about yeah, yeah, and that's. I, I mean, I think someone's just said they were the Norwich of the Bundesliga, and I, I have to agree <laughs> with them. Um, I yeah, that's why they're as expected. I think one of their better deals was um, Max Christiansen from uh, from a free from uh, Mannheim, and that's like the Dritte League, and you're scouting from into the Bundesliga, they have to be pretty good to adapt. And, um, you know, those were the kind of deals that they were making. And so, yeah, it was to, really to be expected. Yeah, I think we're happy with that. It'd probably be a bit... I mean, you could say the Hinderunde was underwhelming, but the Rookrunde was good. So we average out as average <laughs> as expected. So that's a nice start. So we all agreed on the first one. Uh, so we'll have to see how it all goes for the rest of the... Uh, these teams, right, Bielefeld next. So, obviously, automatic relegation for Bielefeld after two years, uh, two years spell in the Bundesliga. Um, looked like they were probably going to be safe, uh, up to a point. Went on a really good run, uh, winning away in Leipzig and then Frankfurt. Um, I think me and Mark, particularly Mark, you thought they'd be safe, um, but they did their form just dropped off a cliff mid February, uh, time. I couldn't score goals or anything. Um, some of the signings didn't really work. Um, so, Jasmine, what, what are we saying here? I mean, probably underwhelming sort of territory to start with. Do you want to talk your way through yeah. it? Yeah, 
yeah, I think we all had expectations of them. I had a feeling they would be in the relegation fight. I think it was it wasn't a strong season by any means um, for the whole Bundesliga, but I still had them quite down just because of uh, second season syndrome, and you know it, they're not even though they're financed quite well, they don't really have the as big of a fan base as other clubs the finances as big as the other clubs and you know they brought in frank kramer at the end of last year to avoid relegation and to develop their um saying was to develop their youth and to get through the Bundesliga the next year with their youth and then it kind of went away and they did the ex- almost the exact same thing, like they, but left it later by sacking Frank Kramer and not really having any kind of answer to it. And I don't even understand if their interim coach is going to be here next season in this fight mm. of Bundesliga because it was such a random appointment. It was no one to do with the club, which normally interims are. So, yeah, they started off really well and then they bought um they actually spent quite a bit of money on that american in the winter transfer which i've forgotten the name of yep and it just didn't get going for them it just kind of as you said it dropped off a cliff and then you thought oh i think okay you lose two nil to hoffenheim and then i mean you bielefeld it just it then they come back against union berlin and then you know, they just couldn't get any sort of points, any sort of anything. And you we were just like, well, and then they sent Frank Kramer, who probably knew the club the best, and it just didn't look like a plan from when they dropped off. <clears throat> Indeed, so, yeah, I, lose... I don't know. Yeah, I think I, I think we've got to go underwhelming. In, in the context of looking safe to then automatic relegation, um, not even giving themselves a realistic chance on the last day because miracles can happen. Um, yeah. So what, what do you reckon, Mark? Are you happy with underwhelming? Yeah, I also had them down as underwhelming as well. Yeah, I think obviously they did spend a little bit of money, didn't they, really? As you mentioned, the American. Also, they brought in Robin Hack as well from uh, oh, Nuremberg, Yanni yeah. Serra. It's not like they spent no money at all. And I, I did have them down to stay up, to be honest with you. But ultimately, they fell well short, really, I think. And ended up pretty poor all in all right on to her to then mark <laughs> yeah talking I mean, about money start? where do we start with her to <laughs> really i mean what a club you know it's just like it just seems as though everything they do just turns to garbage do you know what i mean it's like they just cannot you know obviously three managers third from bottom you know it's just like Obviously, it looked as though Felix Magat, the third manager of the season, had kind of come up with the goods, didn't it? With back-to-back wins over, it was Augsburg, and then obviously, um, who who else was it? Stuttgart. Yeah, they turned Stuttgart over quite comfortably just a few weeks before. And I think the game that cost them ultimately for me was the Bielefeld game. They missed so many chances in that game, you know, which would have made it 2-0. I mean, even on the last day, I mean, they shouldn't have lost that game ultimately against Dortmund for me. I think they were the, I wouldn't say the better side, but it was probably a draw, really. You know, I think Dortmund didn't really create very many chances in the game, but it was just classic hurter of the last two or three years, really, wasn't it? Let's be honest. And obviously in the end, dropping out uh, into that bottom three and like pretty much the last kick of the season, really, wasn't it? 
So, yeah, I mean, where can you say? I mean, obviously, they brought in some big money signings, but none of the signings really kind of like struck me to think, yeah, this is a really good signing. Apart from Richter, I think Richter from Augsburg was a signing that I thought, yeah, he's a good sign. And I think probably before Corkut came in, when they had Pal Dardai, I thought he did all right, actually, in the first probably third of the season. I think he got three or four goals in that time. He looked pretty good. But then obviously Corkut came in and that was a dreadful time, let's be honest. He was... He was useless, let's knew. be honest. We yeah. all knew this was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, and I think ultimately he's probably the one that cost him the place in the outside the bottom three, you know, because I think he got like one or two wins in like 14, 15 games, which is just garbage at the end of the day, you know. And for one me, it's was against Dortmund. Yeah. yeah, it's got to be a poor season for me, ultimately. You know, if you look at their wage budget, I bet they're in the top, you know, 9, 10 based on wages alone. And to finish third from bottom is just... Not good enough at the end of the day for the Berlin club. What do you think, Jasmine? Would you agree? Or? Yeah, I completely agree. They are. They've spent so much money. The, the thing is, I had quite high hopes for them, and I don't know why. And then I instantly, as soon as I predicted that, I instantly regretted it. Um, mm. they, as you said, they bought in Richter. They bought in Suat Serda as well. That I think yeah. is really, really good. And then they had. Um, really odd signings on top of that and I was like this is not a Freddie Bobic like what from what we know of Bobic at Frankfurt this wasn't a really Bobic thing to do um, and some of those signings didn't make any sense it didn't feel like he was putting any progression in it and he took so many so many um, staff members from Frankfurt to Hertha, you'd think it would run a bit smoother. Um, maybe they do need to just go down to come back up. Um, because, yep, as you said, some of those transfers are absolutely awful. And then yeah, the corporate much signing as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's hard to not put them in poor, really, isn't it? Um, <laughs> um, I mean, and at the end of the day, they're kind of leaky... Leaky defence has ended up costing them because if it wasn't for that fact, and obviously you know Stuttgart getting the last minute goal and everything, it obviously it's, it's obviously happened on goal difference, um, and they conceded. Uh, I think they conceded four goals on uh, and how many occasions was it? I, I've written it down somewhere. Um, conceded four goals on seven occasions. Um, so yeah, that's obviously not a good start. Um, so yeah, very easy to put them into poor. Right, next team, VfB Stuttgart, uh, who clung on to their Bundesliga status by the skin of their teeth. Um, obviously, I was ecstatic and elated by this, but looking at their season overall, um, very poor start with a mixture of lots of injuries and some bad luck here and there. Um, had kind of got lost in the way that Sugar were trying to play at times, conceded some really poor goals, didn't look overly potent, uh, especially wasteful. I think we were creating quite a lot of chances in, in many games, which led to too many draws and not enough wins, which put them into that situation of maybe it not being a calm their last day of the season, perhaps. Um, so I think straight away I'm drawn to the underwhelming section. What what would you reckon to that, Jasmine? I would agree. I think all of us, after last season, on top of that, 
all of us had Stuttgart like breaking top four. We honestly thought we were going to have like a well, we did have a fun top four race, but we think Stuttgart was going to be one of them just on how they played. They didn't really lose much um, from that team. And yeah, they, we had the Silas um, being banned, which obviously wasn't great. And then he came back and then did his ACL, which was even ter- more terrible. Um, the in- there was just so many in- injuries across the whole pitch. But then there was, and that really messes up your whole season. I really liked how Stuttgart stuck with Pellegrino. I have to say that was a really big call. And I think it has paid off because, you know, we know that they're safe. But I think given the expectation on Stuttgart, I would have to say underwhelming. It was a kind of, even when your injuries started to come back, you couldn't get into any kind of groove. Um, And... That was just, it just everyone expected so much just to see some of those losses like against Aminu Bielefeld, getting trashed for one by Augsburg, by mm-hmm. by all people. Seeing how close that, they didn't even beat Fert one time, like seeing how close they would get to like beating Dortmund mm-hmm. at times and then just losing 2-1. Mm-hmm. It was things like that. And it's just, yeah, I, I'm glad that they're, safe um they're a great addition to the Bundesliga but yeah it was an underwhelming season based on last season absolutely agreed I think the Wataro Endo goal has saved them from the poor section uh because oh and also Mavropanos was like it was he the top scorer for the whole season because he wasn't for one part I think I think is goals towards the end of the season might have drawn him level but yeah in that sentence it sums up everything doesn't it really (laughs) (laughs) having a a center back have four goals and be your top scorer up until around i think maybe two months ago is probably grounds for being underwhelming yes very uh but it sounds sounds like they've got the obligation to buy mavropanos um from yep. what I've seen. So that is at least good news because I wasn't sure if that would go through. Uh, right, moving on, Mark, you're up next for Augsburg. Yeah, obviously, Augsburg, the big news coming out of the club yesterday was obviously that Weinzel has left the club. I mean, when I first saw this news, I was kind of surprised, if I'm being honest with you, because I think, obviously, again, me and Rory had Augsburg down as relegation certainties this year, didn't we? Both of us had yep. them down as 17. I actually thought, you know, four, uh, 14th was actually a decent turnout for them, in all honesty, you know, I think. But I don't know, they seem to be one of those clubs that their ambitions are a lot higher than the actual status of the club and maybe the finances as well, you know. I think they had like one season where they finished fifth, maybe like five or six years ago. And after that, they think they should be getting Europa League every year, pretty much, you know. it's uh, And whenever a manager doesn't obviously deliver Europa League, they seem to think the season was a failure almost, which seems a bit strange to me. Because I actually think, despite a really poor start, they had an okay season, in all honesty. And for me, their slap-bang average, as expected, even borderline a little bit better for me. But I think, obviously, the club's ambitions are a lot higher than my ambitions for the club, let's say that much, you know, because obviously they have decided to part company with Vine. So for me, it's not a good decision. But, I mean, it seems as though it was largely him that wanted to leave. From the interviews that I read, he wasn't happy with what went on at the club. I mean, they did spend quite a bit of money, I've got to be honest. They obviously lost Richter, 
But then they brought in, obviously, Dorsch, who had a poor season, in my opinion. And also Pepe was just non-existent, really, in the second half of the season, despite signing for, what, was it 20 million euros around that kind yeah. of figure? It was a lot of money. For me, they're still going to go down as average, but I'm interested to see what you think, Jasmine, for Augsburg. Um, I think I would say average. I think they are one of those mid-table Bundesliga, well, relegation mid-table teams that are always flirting with death and then seem to come out out of it, um, especially for the last three, four years. Um, they, you just can't really get rid of them. So I think that is to be expected. Um, I didn't really expect much from them. I thought I thought the signing of Pepe was just a little bit weird for me, especially for the money. It was their, I think, their, their highest ever signing as well, highest value yeah. signing. Um, and they also like kind of brought him in weirdly because uh, he is, I know he has played on the wing, but he's mainly a centre forward, I think I have that correctly. And then they put him on the wing, which I'm never really comfortable with when those kind of things happen, especially adjusting to a new league. Um, so yeah, it, a few weird decisions. The whole Vinesel stuff, with what's going on their board, what's been reported here is absolutely insane for everyone who doesn't know. Um, I don't even know how to explain it. Um, their president Hoffman stepped down a couple of weeks ago and a build report came out today, said it was because he was going to employ Armin V to supervise um, the general manager and the sports director, which I've now forgotten their names. Um, and um, those two people that Armin V was supposed to supervise, those two um, basically blackmailed President Hoffman um, into leaving with hacked WhatsApp messages. So um, Hoffman, I think, was the one who wanted Vinesel. And so that would explain a big reason why Vinesel has left. So, yeah, let's. Uh, Hoffman has come out since then um, saying, oh, it's not true. But someone being blackmailed would come out and say it's not true. So, let's. I don't know what's going on there. It seems that they've joined, suddenly joined the craziness of other clubs. So let's see if it gets turned into a Netflix documentary or something. <laughs> it could do. Yeah, it was a bit of a strange, uh, particularly the Pepin signing. I, I agree. I thought it was all very strange um, the way that it was done and the amount of money that was spent. Just uh, obviously to do with the American investment and things like that, I guess. Um, but yeah, average. I think we're happy with average. Um, they did what they always do, uh, proved me and Mark wrong in terms of their survival, of course. Uh, right, moving on. Uh, one of the well, the other newcomers, uh, Balkum, who really were not particularly involved in the relegation race at all. Uh, they struggled to start with, I'd say. Um, maybe the turning point of the season was when they got battered by Bayern 7 0. Um, which is not, you know, an easy thing to avoid, particularly at the start of the season when Bayern were playing a lot better. Um, so I mean, I, I'm straight away drawn to uh, one of our empty categories, which particularly the good slash made progress. Um, 
I mean, some of the wins that they captured, the way that they played football under Thomas Rice is really impressive. Um, even without, you know, supposedly their star striker, and obviously in the shape of Simon Zola, who just came back to score on the last day of the season, which is a really nice thing to see. Um, so the fact that they were never really in great amount of trouble um, and they didn't really, uh, obviously other than the buying game, kind of lose too heavily or, or concede too many goals, I thought it was particularly impressive. So, Jasmine, are you are you in the same sort of region or are you thinking something else? I think excellent. Um, I, okay. I'm actually surprised to see them 13th, uh, but given that I think I put them second bottom or playoff, and they beat uh, Bayern. I mean, they got beat how ever much by Bayern, but then they also beat Bayern. And they stayed up with a win against Dortmund. Um, I think they've done pretty well. Even their kind of transfer business has been really well for preparing for um, for the top tier. Uh, 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 maybe we should dock some points for throwing a beer at the assistant referee. That's one time to lose at Gladbach. But very true. Yeah. So true. Um, I, <laughs> I think them bringing in um, like. I can never say his name, Rebecca, uh, Rebecca from Wolfsburg. I think he was at Köln. I think it's the same one, or is that his brother? There's two of them, um, I think. I, or is it the same one? Um, and then El- Lukas. Rex, Rex yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can never remember how to pronounce <laughs> no, I, it. As soon as I started following the Bundesliga, I always try to avoid saying his name. Oh, God. <laughs> it just always, it always trips me up but I'm trying to be really good at saying names and then I read it and I'm like yeah no I'm not sure um Lacardia from Brighton as well because everyone thought that was a really big signing um mm-hmm. yeah they, they just scouted really really well and yeah it paid off for them and it will be um it'll be interesting to see what happens next season with them? Do they do a Bielefeld and get relegated? Do mm-hmm. they do a Stuttgart play with relegation? It's hard to maintain your status, especially of how much more I think the Bundesliga will be like in terms of competition with Werder Bremen and Schalke being back up next season. But yeah, that's the Cool. Well, we've got a vote for good and a vote for excellent. So, Mark, deciding vote <laughs> on Balkan then. Where do you want to? Where do you want to plonk them? Yeah, I'm going for excellent, hands down. Yeah, I just think like if you look at their budget, you know, and as Yasmin said, obviously they lost Simon Zola very early in the season to an injury as well. You know, and I just thought, uh, I just thought they were absolutely superb. They scored goals. They entertained. They had great fans. When apart from obviously the incident that Yasmin mentioned, you know, but yeah, I just thought they were brilliant, really. And I think like a 12th place finish for them. Sorry, a 13th place finish because they fell a couple of places on the last day. I think actually. They were 11th yeah. going into the last day, but regardless, it's been an excellent season for me for VFL Balkan. Okay, so yeah, obviously, let's move it on to a team that probably haven't had such an excellent season after obviously finishing fourth last season. Wolfsburg, you know, you can't say they've come even close really to expectations, can you? You know, for me, obviously, the thing we've got to mention here really is the managerial situation. I mean, what a catastrophe that's been this season. Obviously, they started the season with Mark Van Bommel after replacing, obviously, Oliver Glasner, who went on to Frankfurt. 
obviously this was a side that was in the Champions League and they bring in a guy who was like assistant manager to the United Arab Emirates or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, this is the kind of level that they've stooped to really by hiring Van Bommel. I mean, obviously he was a great player in all honesty, you know, but he just simply didn't have the experience to go into a job that high profile for me. They did actually start with four successive wins, incredibly. But then I think they went on a run of like, seven losses from eight and obviously Van Bommel was fired and then just as we think they'll finally learn the lesson and bring in a top manager who do they employ but Florian Kohlfeldt yeah <laughs> so yeah obviously we're not a big fan of him are we Rory really on the show we, we gave him a lot of criticism of Verda last season you know he shouldn't have got them relegated in truth a club of the size of Verda Bremen and then obviously it started really, really poorly for him as well, in all honesty. And actually they were quite close to the relegation zone going into probably, what, the last five, six games. But then finally, for the first time since the first four games of the season, they started to put some form together. But obviously the big news coming out of the club yesterday was that Colfelt has been relieved of his duties, which I think over the course of his tenure, it probably was fair, despite a good end to the season, I would say, from the club, which kind of gained them a few positions from where they've been most of the season. But for me, it's got to be a poor season, really, this for, for Wolfsburg. In, if you consider also the Champions League debacle as well, when they didn't really do themselves justice at all, a lot of the players from last season, the likes of Lacroix, Castiles, they've not even come close to the standards that they set last season for me. Jasmine, would you agree or? Yeah, I would have to go with Paul. Um, I, I would say it's more on Schmacker, Jörg Schmacker, more than we all saw that Mark Van Bommel appointment being a train crash. I don't understand how Schmacker didn't see it. Uh, Schmacker has a problem with falling out with nearly every manager that he hires, which basically what happened with Oliver Glasner, it's happened to Labadia when at another club. Um, uh, who else? Probably fell out with Mark Van Bommel. Like, we all saw Mark Van Bommel go awful. And those first four games was, uh, I think it was Furt, Bochum, Leipzig and Hatter. Those were the first four. So the two newly promoted, two in relegation fight, and Leipzig just probably were really bad under Jesse Marsh at that time. Um, I kind of felt sorry for Florian Kofeld coming in. Um, I mean, there was so many kind of disciplinary sort of rumours, not so far as disciplinary, but more um, people who didn't want to be there anymore. Um, mm -hmm. didn't really show their effort for the club. Um, he did well in some games. I kind of think, I don't think it's harsh that Florian Kofeld's gone. I do, do believe he's a sort of good coach at times, and I feel like the cards were traded a lot longer before he was even in there. Um, and, yeah, I think we just all have to go for poor, don't we? They made some really weird um, signings as well. Not the uh, um, the Kluser or Jonas Fiend. I think they those were better signings. But in the start of the season, um, mm -hmm. like let it, I think was where's they brought in the Kapakia, right? And then they didn't play mm -hmm. him from Hertha. Yeah, that, that was a strange one. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Pull for me. Yeah, I think that's pretty 
pretty easy one. Um, right, moving on. Uh, Frankfurt. Um, this is a bit of a strange one, isn't it, I guess? Because obviously we're talking Bundesliga, aren't we? Uh, we're not talking about Europa League, uh, which is something that might save their season. Um, but obviously, aside from that, they, they've been pretty hit and miss. Um, struggled to win games early on the season. Drew, they, well, they drew an awful lot of games right up there with, I think, the top drawers in the league. I think Stuttgart got 12-ish. I think Frankfurt weren't far off that. Um, so they just couldn't kill off games. Um, in, in a lot of games, they probably deserved to win as well. Probably struggled to... Um, find a system or, or kind of get settled after losing Andre Silva, Rafa Bore took his time to get into the flow of things. I think he's grown into the role, actually, Bore. I think he's playing some good football now. Um, but it took them time. Kamada, obviously Kostic wanted to leave and he didn't play to start with. Um, but that's all kind of been settled a bit more. Their defence is performing a lot better now as well. Um Tutor's got an awful lot of goals actually from centre half. Scored again at the at the weekend uh, with an, an Dicker and Hinterrega. Um, so, as a squad, I'd say over the course of the season we're definitely looking at underwhelming. I reckon uh, I can't for Frankfurt. It'd probably be pushing it to say average, but because we're putting the slash as expected, but. I suppose it was an average season as well. So it's it's one of those two for me, I reckon. What, what do you think, Yasmin? I was going to go with um, as expected. I think people don't realise how much of a loss it is to lose Andre Silva mm-hmm. from that team and how many goals. Like he had more goals than Haaland last season mm-hmm. um, for them. So, yeah, that was a big effort. And... I don't think people realise how many backroom staff also, and I'm talking like uh, game philosophy managers, uh, youth coaches, just like the whole back scene moved to Hertha with Bovic. So mm-hmm. it was um, always going to be harder for them. Uh, I, I love some of the deals and I think I, I, we can say, oh, you know, uh, they did badly in in the league and they haven't been consistent, no, but... They've had a a smaller squad dealt with Europe to the fact that they've gone into a final Mm -hmm. and remained in a pretty average position. I I would say that's... I would even argue you could say progress made because of how much they lost that season and how much Gersner can tighten them up. That, That would be quite... Eintracht Frankfurt is quite chaotic in the way that they play. That's why they're good at the Europa League. And but the backroom staff and someone like Glasnine's very calm. It and it suits him. It's just going to take him a while to tune that team, especially when, again, as I said, they lost loads of goals from last season. Yeah. So I would yeah, say okay. more think, as expected than good. Though. Yeah, I think we're we're looking around the average as expected column there mark would you be happy with that if we put frankfurt there yeah i also had them as average yeah because i just think that as yasmin said i mean losing silver is absolutely massive you know i actually think bore did well in the second half of the season but early on it looked like a fish out of water let's be honest i think obviously it was his first club in europe as well 
But I actually think, especially in Europe in the second half of the season, he really kind of did himself justice, to be honest. So yeah. I think next season he could really kind of, you know, get up into the late teens, potentially even 20 goals. And then perhaps that will kind of push them back up towards the European places if they need that, obviously, because they could potentially be in the Champions League if they win on Wednesday night. So, yeah, I mean, that's huge, yeah. really. But I think, yeah, it'd be a bit harsh to say they were less than average because obviously the Europa League, Ron has been outstanding at the end of the day. Nothing short of outstanding. I mean, for this Frankfurt side to get to the Europa League final is just a massive, massive effort. And if they can win it, then it's a 10 out of 10 season for me at the end of the day for them. Right. Let's um, let's try and speed through the next two or three, just so that we catch up on time a little bit. So, Mark, what, what do you reckon to Gladbach? Yeah, so obviously Gladbach, I mean, they finished 10th in the end. I think for most of the season, they were well below that as well, let's be honest. I think they were even as low as 14th, 15th, with maybe 10 games to go. I think, obviously, the big news again, it seems as though I'm getting all of the sacking clubs today, yeah. But Augsburg, Wolfsburg, and now, obviously, uh, Gladbach as well. But for me, yeah, I mean, I was a little bit surprised again, to be honest, But uh, because I actually thought there was signs at the end of the season that they were starting to put something together, to be honest with you. I thought... What you've got to remember, and sometimes they don't seem to realise in football, is it, it does take a bit of time sometimes to get a team to gel and to get the tactics to work, you know. And I think I think we did see some good performances from Gladbach at the end of the season, you know, especially the Leipzig one, obviously destroyed Hoffenheim the other day as well. They were starting to get a bit harder to beat. I think they got decent draws at Frankfurt and Freiburg towards the end of the season. And, you know, obviously, I think if they'd have sacked him halfway through the season, I could have understood it, in all honesty. But I think it was a strange timing a little bit. But I would imagine, again, it was a case of problems behind the scenes there, I would imagine. Maybe the players didn't like him. I think, obviously, the board had problems with him. The fans also, obviously, Gladbach fans have really, really high expectations, don't they? And obviously, they protested a few games in a row, I think, towards the end of the season. So yeah. maybe the writing was on the wall before they actually started to show some improvement. But yeah, I think obviously as for players, I think Braille and Bolo had a good season, but obviously there were too many players that underperformed. Obviously, Turam was just a wall for pretty much the whole season. Let's be honest. I think obviously Player also didn't do well enough. Ginter is obviously going to leave the club as well now and go to Freiburg. So there's obviously a few problems behind the scenes of the club. For me, it has to be underwhelming overall. I wouldn't quite go poor because I think they did have some good wins over Bayern, over Leipzig, even over Dortmund as well. So they yeah. did get a few good wins, but overall it has to be underwhelming for me. And you, Yasmin? Yeah, I would say underwhelming. I think a lot of it is behind the scenes stuff. I think Adi Hütter is still a good coach. Um in terms of game management and you know just stuff we've seen what he can do with Frankfurt seen what he did in Austria but yeah a lot of the Maxibel stuff some of the wrong decisions probably leaking from the year before players contracts or like so many of them out of contract in 2023 that probably wanted to leave have itchy feet um and actually, to be fair, I don't even think, I, I don't know who they're going to get next. If they get someone like Father next, I think they need a complete refresh. I think they need young people in because it's just old and decrepit at the moment from top and then it filters through to the bottom. And I unfortunately think Adi Hutter just got stuck in the crossfire. Um, so yeah, underwhelming for me. Yeah, just coming through in the comments, nothing uh, from Yank talking smack, um, saying that who's a, you know, nothing against him, just a terrible fit. So there you go, sums it up. 
perfectly from a Gladbach fan. Um, right, next team, Hoffenheim. Um, at times, me and Mark were thinking, this is a new Hoffenheim. They're consistent and they're ready to go to the next level. And lo and behold, <laughs> um, they weren't. Uh, yeah, so again, I mean, the Rook Runda was a bit of a disaster for them. Uh, their form, they had a little bit of an upturn in form at, at one point. I think they won like four games in a row, actually. But then after that, they were, they were pretty terrible. Um, like summarised perfectly with their last game, getting smashed by a club pack side who had struggled all season. Um, so... <laughs> Straight away, I'm going for underwhelming, which is a popular category already so far um, this evening. But I can't say poor, but very underwhelming for me. I I thought they were ready to kind of leap up a little bit more. Kramerich was more Mm -hmm. of an assist giver rather than a goal getter. You know, Baumgartner was was decent to to levels and Ruta was starting to develop a bit more, but not maybe not enough. Um, Raum was a brilliant signing. Um, I'm excellent. But other than that, struggling to pick out um, kind of outstanding or, or good performers. Apaguma was decent at times. So straight away to underwhelming for me. Uh, Jasmine, what do you reckon? I think oh, this is a hard one because Hoffenheim was so good. They were so good up until, I think, the start of March and after that 1-1 draw, they were still like in Champions League places or for the fight for Europe. Yeah. So the fact that they failed, that they were so good, I would have had them excellent if they had finished like even six. The fact sure. that they messed up, may, and I expected them to, like this is very expectant of like a Hernes Hoffenheim. So I have True. to go as expected because them messing up is as expected. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that is a good way to put it, actually, because perhaps the the powers that be and who is with this Offenheim just, yeah, can't push them any higher right now. Uh, Mark, are you happy with putting them in as as, as expected then? Uh, kind of thinking about it a little bit more, maybe they weren't as underwhelming as I'm perhaps putting them down as. Yeah, it's a tough one because obviously they absolutely flew out of the blocks. I thought the first half of the season they were brilliant, to be honest. I really did. I just thought they were fantastic. They were scoring goals. They were creating chances. They had so many players good, but they just literally dropped off a cliff edge big time, didn't they? I mean, at the end of the season, I think their form was bottom of the league alongside uh, Bielefeld. Yeah, for the last 10 games or something. It was absolutely appalling yeah so i just think they went from probably being good borderline excellent to probably like poor by the end you know what i mean so i guess if you put it in the middle you've got to say probably just about as expected i would say yeah Yeah. levels out yeah so yeah let's move on to some of the teams now we're getting to the territory where the teams have done really well now obviously the first of those sides for me being mines null fumf Obviously, you know, a side that have kind of been prolific in being in the bottom five or six for the last four or five years, let's be honest, you know. Obviously, a side that don't have the greatest resources, but obviously in both fence and they finally have a really, really good coach. Probably the best one they've had since Tuchel and Klopp, I would say, definitely. Really, really like him as a coach. I think I said at the beginning of the season that their goal could potentially be top half, but I thought I was being a little bit... generous kind of saying that more realistically probably 10th to 12th would have been what they were aiming for but obviously they ended up finishing eighth in the league 
And I thought, yeah, obviously they were Jekyll and Hyde with the home and away form. You know, the home form, I think, was like top four standard. Their away form mm -hmm. was bottom four standard, which is just incredible, <laughs> really. So obviously, if they want to take it to the next step and start qualifying for Europe, they need to sort that away form out. But for me, this was a good season, definitely. And nobody can yeah. deny that. I was toying with saying excellent, but I think at the end of the day, they did still lose more games than they won. They lost... 14 and 113. So maybe I'm being a bit harsh there. But yeah, for me, it was a good season, but they were closer to excellent than as expected, I would say. What about you, Yasmin? No, I think I would agree with good and progress made. I think I expected a little bit more from them at times based on like the Bo Svensson era of last season. Um, so I wouldn't put them excellent because I was a little bit like, oh, they didn't do as well. Um, but they also lost 5-0 to Wolfsburg. So for that, you have to put them as only good. Yeah, absolutely agreed. Yeah. Um, lots of good progress made there, but maybe not quite levels of excellent. Um, moving on to a team that could well be in the excellent section, um, FC Cone. Um, Brilliant under Baumgart, the, the return of Anthony Modest, um, some real kind of niche signings that ended up being really good. Uh, Mark Oots was a success in that team, really well led by Jonas Hector, uh, supported well by the likes of Elise Geary, uh, uh, Oshkan as well. Um, and some, you know, some of their quicker players like Jan Tilleman, I thought, started to come along as well towards the end of the season. Uh, really well organized, brilliant press. Um, obviously, utilized their you know crosses from open play to feed the lights of Modest and Co. Um, so yeah, brilliant, you know, dominated the Rhineland derby. Um, oh, I mean, I towards the end of the season, though, obviously, the fans and Co. Obviously, would have been hoping for maybe the Europa League group stages would have been amazing for them. But obviously, they are coming up against a team that were even more desperate than them to win that last game. And, and that was to be the case that they came seventh. And uh, obviously, they've got a conference, Europe Conference League qualifying spot now, uh, which is still brilliant. I uh, still back them to get through that into the group stages. So I'm um, aiming for excellence straight away. Uh, Jasmine, you're nodding your head. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Majesta getting twenty goals this season as well. Um, the kind of just atmosphere between Baumgart and his players. Remember the carnival scenes. I think that deserves excellent, no matter what season they had. I would love to see Baumgart in a wig again. Hopefully next year too. Hopefully in the Conference League. Um, no, it's been a terrific season for them. It's been at times really exciting football i think what they get, were in the relegation playoffs this time last year so to turn that around to a spot in possibly a spot in europe is fantastic and probably just shows how bad they were <laughs> like the coaching was last season so um yeah definitely excellent for me very good moving on yeah, obviously to another team who've just had an unbelievable season. I mean, obviously Freiburg dropping down to sixth. I think with two games left, they were fourth, which would have been mega excellent, basically, if that's even possible, you know. But, I mean, who could argue? I mean, this is another one for me. Christian Strikes, man, have just been absolutely world-class all season, you know. Obviously, Schlotterbeck has just been 
unbelievably good. Flecken has been amazing. Obviously, Grifo, always one of the star players, hasn't disappointed at all. Salai, since he came back from injury. Herfer, they've just had so many. I wouldn't say there's one player in that team that hasn't had a, at least a good season. Do you know what I mean? I just think they've been absolutely amazing. It is a pity they couldn't get that Champions League spot, but not one of their fans will be complaining about one of their players, that's for sure. And obviously, they do have the cup final to come next week as well. So, you know, obviously, a, a big match against RB Leipzig. For me, this isn't even a debate, really. It's just an excellent straight off the top, really. We don't even need to over-discuss this one for me because <laughs> it's probably the most excellent of all the excellent seasons for me, this from Freiburg. Um, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah okay. any, any additions to that, Jasmine? Um, no, I, don't, I think that's pretty much what I think and what I feel. Um, yeah, new stadium as well. And they had to say goodbye to the old stadium. New stadium fit right back in. I think Europa Park is ready for the Europa League. So let's see. Perfectly named. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> so, yeah, very easy one that. On to another that I think won't take much deliberation, but should be celebrated a lot. Union Berlin coming fifth. Um, I mean, for me, they went under the radar for a lot of the season. Uh, just going about their own business. Uh, to start the season, the partnership between Max Cruiser and Awonyi was brilliant. Uh, they, the way they played between those two, uh, Cruiser feeding Awonyi uh, on a lot of occasions, and, and they were fantastic. And then to, for Urs Fischer to obviously have the, the blow of losing Cruiser and then reshaping the side, putting uh, Geraldo Becker into the team to then create another new partnership using that pace, extreme pace, um, of those two together, I thought once they kind of got used to it, it worked really well. I think it took them maybe two, three games to get used to it. And then I think uh, the Rook run the table, they were fifth. And so they've ended up fifth. Um, extremely consistent, brilliant wins all over the place. Um, you know, like the likes of Trimel and Promel were, were fantastic. Um, so straight for me into the excellent category. Jasmine, um I mean, I hope you agree. Yeah, no complaints with that. Um, excellent season. They did, I think, I thought they were going to lose their stride when Max Cruiser was gone. There was, I think there was a bit where they lost three games in a row and I thought, oh God, that's it. Um, and I'm still not sure about their um, Sven Michel as a replacement because they got him and he did a little bit at times like, there was that time yeah. that he came on to score a winner in the it was like his first touch of the goal, uh, first touch of the ball. But apart from that, he's not been like adjusted. So I've always um, I've felt a bit fifty fifty on that signing. But bringing Becker in and that jelling, superb, superb. So yeah, excellent for me. I'm not sure how they finished fifth in the end. Just kind of forgot they were there. But yeah, so I have to say, excellent. <laughs> That's what I mean. They just slipped under and no one saw it coming. Uh, yeah, brilliant <laughs> achievement for them to, to get a Europa League going one up from the Conference League. So maybe next year, Champions League is the natural progression. Who knows? But that's probably a bit ambitious. Uh, Mark, right. You've got the pleasures of um, starting with RB Leipzig, top four. 
Yeah, I mean, Leipzig is a really, really strange one to judge, let's be honest, you know, because I think their season can be kind of divided into three different parts, really, because they started off like just a disaster, really, under the hapless Jesse Marsh, let's be honest, you know, who looks like he's going to finish the season getting relegated with Leeds, potentially, as well. So, you know, it's not been his best season, but yeah... He was desperately poor. I just thought he was so poor for, um, you know, during his time. I think they lost seven games in the first half of the season, which is just simply not acceptable. And they didn't win a single away game in the, under Jesse March as well, which is just, it's not good enough at the end of the day for a club like Leipzig. But then, you know, obviously they did fire um, Marsh, I think maybe three games before the end of the first half of the season. And then obviously Tedesco came in. He actually started really poorly. They got beaten at home to uh, Bielefeld in one of his first games as well. So you were thinking, you know, is this going to be a good signing? Then all of a sudden they came out in that second half of the season like a completely new team, didn't they? They really did. And they were blowing teams away, really. I think they only lost one of the first 14 games of the uh, Rook Runder, and that was against Bayern 3-2, and they were unlucky to lose that one as well. They annihilated the likes of Dortmund. They beat Leverkusen away with half a team as well. They were just mm. absolutely brilliant for that period. But then that last four games, they just fell away again, didn't they? It's um, And that, obviously, they just about stumbled into the Champions League in the end when they probably should have got in a lot easier, in, in truth, you know? And as it happened, if Union Berlin could have beaten Greuther Furt, they'd be playing uh, Europa League next season, you know. And obviously that coupled with the disappointing defeat against, um, obviously, Rangers in the champ in the Europa League, which I thought they shouldn't have been losing to Rangers, in truth. With all due respect to the Scottish club, but they shouldn't have been losing to them, really. <laughs> but, yeah, I think, obviously, yeah, so as a result, it is hard to kind of uh, judge them. They've had a lot of good performances. Lima and Nkunku are outstanding, especially since uh, Tedesco came in. For me, I'm not going to go underwhelming. I'm just about going to go as expected because I thought they would qualify for the Champions League and not win the title, and that's what they did, ultimately. I don't think you can say it was a good season, but at the same time, underwhelming would be a little bit too much, I think. What do you think, Yasmin? I was going to say average. I want to say more good under Tedesco because once you put a run that strong to try and finish, they were far, far behind Europe when Tedesco took over. And to try and change all of that and go for Champions League, you're you're expecting to get through a few losses. I think the only thing is it just all came at the end when the games packed up and they had injuries and suspensions, especially across the competitions. Um, and, you know, Rangers also beat Dortmund, so I'm trying to not be... A, Dortmund, I think Rangers are just a really good side this season. Um, so I think it would be a little bit harsh. I personally, it's because you can split into, I would say, good under Tedesco, um, underwhelming, under Marsh. So probably average. Yeah, I think we're happy with that, aren't we? Average, uh, again, like a lot of the teams that we've ranked so far, there's good elements and bad elements. So I think, yeah, qualifying for Champions League is what they at least had down as, as doing um so i think that's fair enough a uh, couple of questions just to, to field from jonathan uh glad you could join us very uh briefly on on your break uh jonathan's asked um whether um has there been a striker that's improved more than taiwo or one year in europe um 
15 goals a season in the league, Jasmine. Um, what do you think to that? His, his improvement has been incredible for sure um, and there'll be plenty of suitors out there for him probably now. Yeah, um, I was kept on pushing him for the replacement for Haaland. I knew they weren't going to do it, but it would have been a good fit. Uh, not for like an actual Haaland replacement, but fitting into the Dortmund side. Um, but Modest, uh, maybe? Maybe Modest is more improved just because of his age and just to put out such a stable performance this season, 20 goals. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's a, it's a good show. Absolutely. Thanks very much for that, Jonathan. Uh, also, kind of, uh, from Jonathan saying that, um, probably be a good season or excellent if RB won the Cup, first major silverware. So again, very good yep. point indeed. Very uh, good points. Right, on to third place, Bayer Leverkusen. Um, uh, first season under Gerardo Seoni, uh, Seoani, rather. Um a free-scoring side, Patrick Schick, very, very impressive. The RB, I think, stepped up massively in terms of uh, the loss of Leon Bailey. Uh, Florian Verts just flourishing, obviously, until the injury. Um, lots of other good performances. The back four were starting to look like a real kind of quality, or if they used the back three or five, whatever you want to call it, with Frimpong, Backer, Jonathan Tarr in the middle of either Tap Sober or, or Cosnunu. Uh, that for me is really quality. It's just about the depth of that squad and maybe the depth of the midfield for me. Um, but I'm looking at good slash progress made for Leverkusen, I think. Getting back into you, as it well, getting back into the Champions League for the first time in quite a while uh, is a really good thing for them and the first season for Seoani in the Bundesliga. So, Jasmine, would you agree? Yep. Absolutely. I think uh, DRB especially and um, Verts up until his injury, amazing. But also how they coped with Verts being out. We know uh, Leverkusen can be a bit of a choking side at times. They choked mm -hmm. away uh, the Champions League in the 1920 season. So to deal with that, I wouldn't put excellent because I did expect them to do better. Um, but yeah, progress has been made and they finished there. So that's a really good season for them. Agreed. On to you, yeah. Mark. Obviously, moving on to Dortmund. I mean, obviously, the, the big two, you know, the obviously Dortmund finished third last season, though, didn't they? And they, I thought last season was really poor for long periods. But on, on the one hand, you could say progress made, you know, because he did finish second comfortably at the end of the day this season. They were pretty much second the whole season, let's be honest. I think I'd love to see the number of weeks that they spent in second place because it seemed as though the whole season they were sat in that second place, basically. But there's definitely no case to say excellent because at the end of the day, you know, they do have a very good squad. They have the likes of Haaland. Obviously, he's going to be moving on to passes new. But it's that same problem with the defence for me. For Dortmund, really, you know, it's just so uh, the defense wasn't good enough. I think Zagadou, I, I have no idea how, how <clears throat> sorry, yeah, how he gets on a Borussia Dortmund side, to be honest with you, Zagadou. I'm not really a fan of a Kanji either, in truth, but obviously they have managed to address that and they've signed in two really, really good centre halves ahead of next season in Schlotterbeck and obviously Sula. But as for this season, yeah, for me, 
it's probably um yeah it's probably just about average i would say in all honesty i was tempted to say good but there's not enough there to say good to be honest i think at the end of the day most people have them down as to finish second this season and that's what they did but there's not enough to say excellent but at the same time i think there's probably not enough to say good as well so yeah for me it's probably an average season for dortmund i would probably say judging on like most of it i would say average but i saw so many people hyping up the squad and the appointment of marco rosa I would have to say underwhelming. Um, and also, they were second, mainly because of the league being as awful. And also, they dropped out of the Champions League and Europa League really early, uh, the DFB Pokal really early. If they didn't come second, which they only ended up five points ahead of Leverkusen, um, yeah, I, I think it's just really underwhelming. You have two world-class players on your squad. I um, So I would have to say underwhelming. Oh, it looks like I got the deciding vote on this one then. Um, <laughs> I, I was honestly thinking underwhelming slash poor. So, I, I mean, I'm probably not even up in the average as expected. Um, probably underwhelming. Obviously, poor is very harsh. Um because yeah, everything that you said, Jasmine. Um, the, some of the well, some of the signings. The only one that worked out obviously was Cobell, but they still conceded over fifty goals, miles more than any of the teams in that region of the league. Um, and it was always going to happen. Like they will always score goals. They scored loads of goals. They scored more goals than Leverkusen, who broke records of scoring goals. Um, and that is just. The fact that they will always do that without uh, a lot of the time without Harland and Harland with his head elsewhere as well, perhaps. Um, so, yeah, uh, Marlon didn't work out or hasn't so far. Um, the business that they've done so far in the summer, I'm really impressed by. So next season, I think, holds promise for them. Uh, but as an overall season, this season, I'm going underwhelming as well. So... That is where they shall go. Um, so, yeah, I, pretty harsh uh, comment in from one of our BVB fans, actually, um, who said the extensive injury list does have to go into account. Poor, though, I agree. So, yeah, absolutely agreed that they did have a lot of injuries um, throughout the season, Dortmund, uh, to contend with the likes of Gio Reyna and Thorgan Hazard, rarely available um, in terms of those areas of the pitch for sure. On to the champions, um, 10 in a row, the most consistent team in the league, fully deserving of their 10th in a row, I think it's fair to say. Uh, looked like Nagelsmann was taking them to kind of new higher levels. Me and Mark were kind of saying that early on the season, we were really impressed, but then their levels dropped. Unexpected losses against Augsburg um, and Balkan. And then obviously they kind of finished the season poorly because they'd already won the league and they were already on holiday. Um, so for me, I'm going straight with average slash as expected. Um, Jasmine, what do you reckon to that? Uh, I mean, it is as expected for them to win the league. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, 
I honestly think it's been such a weird season as well. So I, I honestly think anything less than as expected is a bit harsh. Um, there were so many injuries and COVID kind of things that crept in at Christmas time and then after Christmas. Um, and I think that if people forget how good that first part of the season was. It, it was record-breaking. The, the amount of goals that they conceded was so low. Um, and unfortunately, the injuries and the lack of squad depth and the the kind of business done by Sally Hamicic and not really helping Nagelsmann really mm-hmm. messed them up. I don't, if we think about like the flick team that won everything, um, they had Thiago, they had Alaba, they had Coutinho on loan, um, just to name a few. And all of those are gone. They, they, and they had this squad on top minus um, Sané and Umpumakano and Sabitzer. Which Sane okay has worked out quite a bit under Nagelsmann because Nagelsmann knew how to use him more until the injuries. But Upamakano and Upamakano, I'm pleased with. He's really young and I think he's a great talent. Sabitzer, not so well, but a good utility player. But they're not Coutinho, Alaba, Thiago, and and they did not have that the same depth this season. So, um. I honestly, if you judge it on the first half of the season, I would say good. But um, average as expected, because you expect Bayern to win the league. Oh, also, I think good because of how many people said Dortmund would win this year. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so what, what are you saying as your final choice, Jasmine? Are you saying as expected or average, I'm, or do you want to go for good? I'm going to say good, because why not? Why we'll not? end but... on a happy note. <laughs> happy note. <laughs> even leave people Mark with the final, final decision <laughs> of tonight, then. Either good or average. Oh, it's a tough one, this, that's for sure. Yeah, it's uh, Yeah, I think, again, I mean, everyone seems to want to kind of play Bayern down, don't they? I think it's just like the kind of Bundes that you either love them or you hate them. Do you know what I mean? They're a little bit like a 1990s-style Man United, basically. You know, it's like... <laughs> You either love them or you hate them, basically. But I, I would agree with Jasmine on this one, to be honest. I, I would say it was a good season. I think at the end of the day, if you win the league and win it relatively comfortably, it's got to be a good season for me. I, I agree that this is not a vintage buying team by any means, and they definitely had problems, you know. I think it's not the side that they had a few years ago, you know. Perhaps the likes of Gnabry, Sane didn't do perhaps quite as well as what some would have expected. Obviously, a lot of players linked with leaving as well, which is a bit concerning. That could potentially have hindered the form at the end. But at the end of the day, they walked the season, didn't they, again? Let's be honest. And, you know, there were a lot of quality performances. Muller, Lewandowski, Apamecano, you know. They did have problems in the season, but for me, it was a good season overall, no question. And I think people also forget how they were last year. They weren't very good last year. Um, in terms of underlying stats, um, the kind of tensions between Hansi Flick and Sally Hamicic. Uh, I think, would Alaba last, leave last year? He did, yeah. Yeah, I think, it. yeah, because that was the um, the Netflix documentary. And if you look at like the points as well, up until Bayern won the league, they had more points up on the last two seasons. I think three seasons, actually. Um, I think the last time they had this much of a gap was when they had like a 20-point gap and Schalke came second. So, yeah, I think people do have a certain recency bias. 
And mm-hmm. I think they remember Flick winning absolutely everything, but down to the team he had, um, yeah, it, it's changed greatly. And also that COVID break, we'll never probably have that kind of break again in mid-season to recoup the rechange of the Champions League. It all kind of fell Flick's way, especially with that team. And Nugsman, unfortunately, had all the crap from COVID with people then getting sick and the injuries and not as good of a squad. So, yeah, I think it, there's a lot of recency bias into that as well. Very good. Well, but that is our 18 teams reviewed for everyone watching this evening. Uh, so that pretty much brings uh, the show to a close. Uh, what I'll try and do is I'll make sure I save this and tweet it out for anyone that hasn't been able to watch on YouTube tonight. And you can say whether you agree or disagree. Um, but obviously some brilliant seasons for some teams and some disappointing ones for others. That is obviously the nature of football. But Jasmine, thank you very much for coming on this evening. What a load of fun that was to to try for the first time ever. So I hope you enjoyed it as well. I uh, hope everyone that watched this evening did enjoy it as well. Loads of chat in the comments. Thank you uh, to everyone that got involved. Um, and for loads of the nice comments that came in about our coverage in general, which isn't quite over just yet for this season. Although the Bundesliga season is over, as mentioned at the start of the video, me and Mark will be doing our second ever watch along for the Europa League final on Wednesday. So pop it in your diary to join us then, even if it's for half the game or all the game, make sure you tune in and, and kind of come along, say hello whilst we're doing our, our watch along or, you know, just get involved in general. Um, we still have a few other shows that will come out. We'll be doing our end of season award show at some point in the near future. Uh, we're even chatting uh, about possibly doing a watch along for the second leg of the relegation playoff match if me and Mark can match up our schedules. But um, that's just all the matter of different things that are coming up. So over to you, Mark, to uh, to close up tonight's show. Yeah, so if you enjoyed what you saw today on the show, then obviously check out our Twitter, which is at Over the Bar FB and at Over the Bar Extra. Remember also to check out our main kind of centerpiece of the channel as well, which is otvfootball.net. Remember, we don't only cover the Bundesliga. We also cover, we have YouTube shows about League One and League Two for some of you kind of lower league junkies out there as well. Yeah, we also have articles on just about anything football related as well. Women's European Championships coming up this summer. Also, um, yeah, Scottish football, even you can see just about anything football related on our main site. And then, yeah, obviously, just to help the kind of algorithm and things, remember to, to like, comment, and subscribe, because that helps us to put out more content for you guys over the time. And obviously, remember to tune in on Wednesday evening as well. This is a really, really big thing for the channel. The first one we did was a massive success. It really, really was. And then we're hoping that this one's going to be even bigger. So remember to tune in for that on Wednesday evening. Yeah, it's uh, obviously five to nine European time, five to eight uh, British time. I don't know what the time is over in America, but obviously just remember to check <laughs> in over there. Yeah, <laughs> because obviously this is going to be really good. Obviously, we're all rooting for Frankfurt. We want a Bundesliga winner. Come on, Frankfurt. Yeah, sorry to you Rangers fans, but... <laughs> Yeah, obviously, this is going to be a big thing. So, yeah, we'll see you all then, guys. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye, guys.